everybody, this is Pat Francis from the Rock Solid Podcast, and you're listening to P.F. Wilson's Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm P.F. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's comedian, former comedian, Mike Lucas. I just was realizing, oh man, I'm, I'm going to be doing the mistake I've seen so many other headliners do, which is they're on the road all the time, and they, they, they you know, they, you know, I, Mr. Lucas, I'd like you to meet your 18-year-old son and your 23-year-old daughter. Oh, wow, nice to meet you for the first time. You know, I didn't want to have that situation like I've seen so many other guys go through, so I just hung up the cleats and, uh, and retired. Mike is now a writer, and though he misses stand-up comedy, he got into the writing business right at the right time, it would seem. So we're going to talk to Mike uh, in a few minutes. We're actually coming right up. We're going to skip the dumb bit because we had a nice long chat with Mike. Uh, if you don't know Mike's backstory, I would just the quickest way to do that uh, to find out is just Google uh, comedian Mike Lucas. You'll find one of my articles about him, or you might find a previous episode he was on. You uh, might remember a couple weeks ago we did the we played the first ever episode of PS Tape Recorder, which Mike was the guest on. How about that? And Mike offered to come on the show and do an update, and I wanted to wait a few weeks just because I wanted to space out those appearances so it wouldn't be confusing. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk to Mike uh, now and get an update on what he's up to, talk a lot of football, so I uh, hope you enjoy. And then you said Skype, and I was like, oh, okay, no worries. So I set it up yesterday, and then I just closed Skype, and then it all went back to like whatever the original settings were. And I'm like, God, oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. One, one thing we always teach in our, um, you know, our freelancing stuff is uh, always be uh, live mic ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I am. Um, the opposite. Yeah, I, uh, I, I could. Well, these don't usually. I don't usually record that long, but I, Zoom is like a forty-minute limit. I only usually talk yeah. twenty to twenty-five. So I guess I, I probably could have done that, but I don't think I have Zoom on this, uh, mm. this computer. So that really wouldn't probably have worked too well. But, uh, but we got There's it sorted no finally. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, the uh, the big game last night. Um, oh. Got a good place to start. Uh, I was a little worried after. Uh, a 38-6 loss on Sunday, and then uh, a Bengals team that came within four seconds of beating, I mean, a, a terrible Chargers team, yes, but still beating the Chargers. Yeah, they um, they should have won that game. The Bengals should have, uh, what, what they were like a one uh, offensive pass interference away from winning, I believe. And, uh, and then yes. a uh, field goal, they should have at least tied it. Uh, their chubby field goal kicker uh, biffed it to the right, I believe. He, he pulled like he, a, he pulled something. Like he when he, right after he kicked it, he grabbed his leg. Uh, yeah, you know what he pulled? He pulled his, uh, oh, God, everybody saw me <laughs> F up in front of the world is what he pulled. I, I mean, he looked fine. He was like, I mean, he's a good kicker. I mean, yeah, yeah. He, he was very consistent yesterday. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was that boy. That Battle of Ohio is such a weird thing because we're so the Browns are so used to dominating the Bengals. We're we're just you know in our mind, like they are our you know our little our little sisters. You know, well, like you know, always. I think and for a while it was Burrow that way. comes in, and now that that changes everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think for a while it was that way. Like in the '90s when the Bengals were really really terrible, and we were a little terrible. 
But in my, in my mind, having been at this since 1977, I think, I've yeah. always kind of seen it as a fairly even matchup over the years. Yeah. Um, been always, and especially in the 80s, it seemed like every other year uh, the, the one team was better than the other, clearly, and was going to the playoffs while the other team, you know, would, would miss out. And then, of course, you know, the 90s when I moved here, uh, they were awful, 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 awful for a, a long, long time. The Dave Shula years and all that, but um, oh. didn't get good until like the 2000s. Uh, and then, um, yeah, it's been another struggle. Um, well, the whole, uh, the um, let's see, the two teams uh, have met 94 times, the Bengals and the Browns all together. And uh, do you want to guess who has more wins and who has more losses? Um, there, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. There are, um, there's eight game difference. I was going to say, yeah, that, that would not surprise me at all. That would not surprise yeah. me at all. I would, so, I would say just in the last few, probably the Browns have a slight edge. You're guessing that the Browns have won eight more games than the yes. Bengals in the two in the battles. Well, you would be exactly uh, wrong. Oh. It is the opposite. The Bengals have won 51 games in their matchups and the Browns have won 43. Oh, well, I guess those right. last couple of years would... Uh, I guess haven't been at, well, I guess the Bengals did have that run where they went to the playoffs five years in a row and yeah. probably that probably gave them a little bit of a, an event where the Browns haven't been in the playoffs since what's 2000 uh, I think 2007, they came within a game of making the playoffs, but, uh, oh yeah. And then, um, the Titans decided to go up and, and choke in, uh, Indianapolis or vice versa. The Colts decided to choke on the Titans and whatever happened in that game, it screwed up the Browns getting in, basically. Yeah, we got, the last time we were in the playoffs, we um, lost to the Steelers in the wild card game back in 2002. Okay. That was when we were like actually, we were uh, um, in second place of the AFC North. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that was, boy, 2002. I, I went in and out as a Browns fan. Like I sort of... Um, I've always been a Browns fan since I've uh, maybe been like seven years old, you know, and, but I've traveled as a comic all over the world and, and all over the country and lived in different cities. And I never rooted for another football team, but I went in and out of uh, NFL fandom for, you know, for various reasons. Um, yeah. And, and so when the Browns left, you know, I, I just, I didn't even watch the NFL when the Browns were, were gone, you know, for that period. And so like in 2002, when Butch Davis was the coach i mean i was where would i be i i, I guess i was um in la and so i was um just got done with doing second city in vegas and so i was like trying to do a radio career with cbs radio in los angeles and i met my wife and so like the browns weren't really on my mind back then yeah. that's when they went to the playoffs it's like been that long so yeah. kelly holcomb was our QB. yeah yeah <laughs> right first... all the names yeah it's funny how uh, the um let me ask you this. Do you, what do you think? Um, like uh, last night obviously changed it a little bit, but Baker Mayfield, I, I, I've always been a real big advocate of ba- Baker Mayfield. And um, one of my big things with him was, uh, was his accuracy. I was always a big fan of, I, I saw him before we drafted him do this sort of exhibition where he was knocking down targets with his, with, with footballs. And he was just like nailing them one after the other. Right. And then I later saw Drew Brees do something similar when he was about that same age, you know, way back when, but he was hitting archery targets in the center way more accurately than Olympic archers were. And I was like, Oh wow, <laughs> hmm. 
that guy's really accurate. I mean, he like ten out of ten. He was hitting the the the, the um the bullseye. So, what do you think in terms of Baker Mayfield now after watching him last night finally connect? Do you think he's as accurate as we want him to be? Well, I think the problem is first he runs hot and cold, and I think the reason, especially yeah. going by the last couple seasons, is that he needs to get rid of the ball quicker. That's the whole mm-hmm. thing. If he can get rid of the ball quickly, he's deadly accurate. If he's got to yeah. like run around and look for somebody, he is not accurate at all. Uh, and this is anecdotally speaking, that seems to be. And I think even some of the, I think the Browns announcers might have mentioned that uh, in the course of a game or two last year, is that if he can get yeah. out. And, and, and that, actually, that was the same thing with Burrow last night. He he looks good when he can throw. You know, you know, he can scramble a lot better than Mayfield can, of course, but. Um, it's, you got to get rid of that ball quickly, and if if the route is open, if the receiver is open, boom, he can he can throw yeah. the needle. But if not, he's he has a lot of trouble getting that ball downfield if he's got to like you yeah. know think on his feet. Well, what I noticed that uh, that happened last night finally that that hadn't been happening, uh, especially against Baltimore, um, was that Kevin Stefanski offense kicked in that they were beginning to execute those rollouts after the uh, play action fake. And they didn't even establish their run game and they were doing that and it was working. It was getting Baker to do what he does best accordingly, which is um, doing a rollout and then hitting, you know, like a midfield uh, receiver. Um, and, and I guess that's where he's most accurate. And so they were doing that over and over again in the beginning and it, and it, actually that set up the run game for Chubb and then it, that set up the run game then for Hunt. But um, I thought that was really cool. That, like, that was the first time I watched the Browns look like, I don't know, like a San Francisco offense where the quarterback looked like either he got to um, you know, go under center and then have all those other options for the running game. And then from there, he got to uh, do a play action and roll out. And then he would find you know, Hooper or he'd find, um, who's the kid, um, the, uh, the uh, uh, tight end who's the, the new one, um, Oh, the one they uh, got Harrison the Bryant. Yeah, that, that uh, I like him. I, he he was good. he he caught a pass. I know last night that kid's big. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's hard to tackle. That's, that's so like I, I like I like that they're doing that. Like I watched the Browns look like, like look like a, a like a real NFL team last night for the first time, and I was like, oh, that's what the offense is going to look like. Well, now they didn't execute it all the time, and it wasn't always effective, but you could kind of see what the idea was. Finally, I didn't see that in Baltimore. Well, it was against a defense that you know led the league in missed tackles last year, and, and is still on the way to doing that this year. And the, yeah. the thing with the Buc- <laughs> seriously, that was that was an actual stat that um, <laughs> that Joe Buck read last night. He's like, yeah, they they missed uh, the two of the the three top missed tacklers in the league were Bengals last year, and two of those guys are gone, and one is still on the roster. Yeah. But um, that's an actual stat. Yeah, uh, the Baltimore game, I tried. I thought it would be on here because. Uh, uh, the station in Dayton will carry the Browns if the Bengals uh, aren't on, but I think CBS has to have the double header that day, um, uh, and they didn't, so I couldn't see the game that way. And I think, well, I'll open the app and I'll listen to the game. Well, the app didn't work, and then I kept trying to get the app going. And by the time I got, I, I gave up. It was already like uh, twenty odd to six or something like that. And you know what? The Indians are on, so I'm going to watch the Indians. <laughs> That game got so out of hand. It yeah, was like, and yeah, then the, the Indians ended up getting your, uh, Indians ended up getting pummeled too. So it wasn't really right. uh, uh, it wasn't really that was a, a rough one. Wasn't a fun Sunday. Yeah, but for that, me. that one like like uh, you know that one was a tough one because th- what was that the fifteenth or sixteenth straight opening day game that the Browns have lost and and um and so so there was no real surprise there. Yeah, it was against the the Ravens who had already had everything set up. So they were basically you know they they weren't working any installs. They were just working on above the net stuff. Mm-hmm. And so the Browns were like a six week old team playing against you know Babe Ruth. And so it's yeah. like 
you know, what do you, what did you expect? So, so um, I, I thought that that was a real horrible way to practice what they're trying to do. And then against the Bengals, who don't have Geno Atkins, and they don't have even the guy who plays behind Geno Atkins that was was injured. So now they've got the whole right side of 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 our line that they can run through, and they did that over and over again. And um, th- that that just um, seeing our Cleveland Browns upgraded front line do what they're supposed to do and create those holes. And um, and then when, on those on the passing attack, like to be able to um, seal the edge there, for, so that Baker could have a pocket when he wanted it. It was just I thought in that way it was it was uh, wonderful. But but the defense, I was a little scared about that. that like, I'm I'm wondering they're so injured, are they even going to um, be able to uh, you know uh, work effectively against any team that that is not led by a rookie? Yeah, well that's uh, they were saying in the first game of the year. Uh, at one of the early games on uh, on Sunday, and they were saying that already a lot of injuries to a lot of teams because there was uh, no preseason yeah. at all. So that's gonna, I think oh, yeah, that, that might impact a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, funny you were saying about uh, your kind of interest in the NFL kind of waxed and waned over the years. Uh, <laughs> mine's definitely been on the wane in recent years, and I, probably because my team has been terrible for ages, and that's worn <laughs> on me. And then things like the Los Angeles Chargers. Just uh, things like that are just, to me are just you know unforgivable, you know. And, and I know it's about money, and I know it's a business and all that stuff. But just you know the yeah the the the, the rampant money grabbing is just uh, no, I'm just worn out. Well, on it. the um, the, did you see the uh, stadium though? <laughs> the new one. That's just incredible. Like, oh like yeah, the, we where drove the Chargers by it. The, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Rams are playing in. Uh, what's that? SoFi. Yeah. Holy Lord, have mercy! Like, like, like that is like the uh, you know the gods of Babylon, <laughs> like this. But there was nobody in it. So that's what's so odd about this season. Like all this money has been spent. Like you said, all these choices have been made based on, you know, maximizing profit. And then all of a sudden, this this pandemic hits, and all these owners are screwed. You know, they're trying desperately to get a product for TV, and I think they have. Like, what do you think about that, PF? I I, I thought. If you, given that they didn't have a preseason, no preseason games, no OTAs, not, nothing to really set up anyone who was uh, at all new, um, you know, and and I thought, given all that, these first this first week and the first game of the second week was really well done. Not a lot of penalties. Oh, all yeah. the offenses were well executed. Tackling was happening. From what little I saw, it was. It, it's funny because a couple of years ago, Mark Cuban says, uh, who normally I I, I like. For the most part, but he, he had that famous quote where he said, "Oh, well, the NFL is is killing itself because you know it's on every night of the week." And I'm like, "Well, first of all, your team and your league is on every night of the week." Yeah, <laughs> one, two. Uh, I don't think football on every night is a bad thing if you spread out because when I used to do fantasy football, which I do in a longer part of my waning interest in football, is uh, it was really hard to follow all the games. I know they have a red zone yeah. and Sunday, and you can see that ah, that's a pain in the ass. I can only follow one mm-hmm. game at a time, guys. I, I can't even follow two games. I tried to watch the Bengals and the Browns at the same time. I can't do it. I got to concentrate on one or the other game. So if you can spread those out for me, a Thursday, Saturday night, uh, you know, when college is done, maybe a Friday night when high school is done, that's fantastic. I love that. I mean, I, I think they need it on. That's one thing they definitely need to have is, is spread it out over more days for sure. That would be uh, way more um, like palpable. Uh, I have the NFL um, package on DirecTV 
because I've been uh, I don't know I don't know how much you know about what I've been doing since I uh, retired from stand up comedy. No, but in but... 2014, I uh, I realized that I just couldn't be traveling around. I have my my two babies. Yep. Um, and uh, I have a little uh, girl and a little boy. Now they're 11 and uh, eight. But at the time, um, I guess they would have been um, what five and three or five and two. And um, and I just was realizing, oh man, I'm I'm going to be doing the mistake I've seen so many other headliners do, which is they're on the road all the time, and they they, they you know they you know, I, Mr. Lucas, I'd like you to meet your 18 year old son and your 23 <laughs> year old daughter. Oh wow, nice to meet you for the first time. You know, I didn't want to have that situation like I've seen so many other guys go through. So I just hung up the cleats and uh, and retired, and and then I started just writing. I started writing every day and started really um, working towards um, towards that as a goal, and I finally got a gig writing for, um, I, I do these, uh, articles for this company called world sporting network. And they do, they're like a sort of a front for NFL gambling. So I write these articles about all the NFL, different game previews and, um, different player, uh, uh, previews and, and, um, overviews. And, uh, in that article, they'll put links to gambling sites. Uh-huh. And so I get to write just content about NFL. They use that co- copy in order to um, to link people to you know legal gambling. And so that's uh, I've been doing that for like the last almost uh, four years now. And so um, I'm literally making a living writing these advertorials for uh, about the NFL. You know, knowing as much as I do about the NFL, sure. and so I've, be, I've become quite an expert in the last like uh, three and a half years. So, uh, uh, so, so I've had to, uh, um, to you know get the NFL package, and I have to watch all those games and do the red zone, all the stuff you were just talking about, and my brain gets fried. I mean, it's just too much. I wish yeah. they would spread it out. I, I love the Thursday game. I love the Sunday night game. I love, uh, but after a whole day of watching, it's tough, you know, yeah, yeah. to watch the Sunday. Yeah, and uh, they, I think they quit a few years ago doing, they used to do, oh, they did, They brought them back, the Saturday games. It used to be their yeah. day Saturday. At, but they now it's, them sometimes. I think in the past couple of years, instead of like, it was a 1 o'clock and a 4 o'clock the last two Saturdays of the season, now it's a 4.30 and like a night game, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll take that. But like I said, yeah. anything you can do to it. And they used to play Friday games way, way back in the day. In fact, the old American Football League, <laughs> you're in Dallas right now, right? I'm in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. So when they had both the Cowboys and the Texans there, um, the uh, they were both new, but the uh, Texans knew they couldn't compete with the terrible as the Cowboys probably were going to be. Couldn't <laughs> compete with an NFL team, so they decided to play their games on Friday, and um, oh. and on Saturdays. And they and then I think they switched to they. And that was bomb. Sorry, that was Boston did that. What uh, the Texans did was they said if you bring in a high a stub from your high school game, you'll get in for a, a discount. That's what they did. I'm sorry. It was oh, the, that's smart. It was the Boston Patriots who did, did didn't play on Sunday at all because they couldn't compete with oddly with the New York Giants who were like you know a couple Funny. hundred miles. They were New England was a big Giants uh, territory back then. Yeah, back then you weren't really. It wasn't a lot of the TV stuff. It was the radio and the uh, live. You know mm-hmm. where you actually go to the live games. That was where they made their big money. So yeah. um, and now it's all these TV deals. I mean they they were. All the discussions were: we just need a product that we can put in front of people and charge advertising for, and then and then uh, we don't care what it looks like. We don't care if the tackling sucks. We don't care if if soft tissue injuries happen, yep. you know, because we couldn't do this or that. And they put a lot of money into the testing, the COVID testing, into the uh, bubbles, into the um, sort of. Did you see these monitors they're wearing, where it's like a little chip, and then they can tell who you were around based oh, yeah, on yeah. what chip pops to the... what chip. So if you go down with COVID, they can do like they can look at your data and they can um, basically figure out everyone you talk to, (laughs) like you know, 
and, and, and they're worried about TikTok in China. <laughs> yeah, and I saw they're also, they're, they had these new, they're developing new helmets and face guards that'll better uh, mm. protect uh, the players as well. Yeah, they're doing all. Um, it's really, it's really neat. And and you wonder, you know, it's funny how how you know, sort of, uh, you know, these kind of problems sort of create the changes that we wish would have happened all along. You know, mm-hmm. why why not have better helmets? Like, why not invest more money in in, in protecting the, these guys' noggins? I mean, that that, that that's been a big story, you, you know, forever. The concussions and the you just brought up the other damage. reason. Yeah, the other reason my interest in in the NFL had waned is because it's killing guys, and they literally, yeah. It. yeah. And I remember, um, I, well, I uh, read. Well, I'm halfway through it. I told you to finish it. Bernie Kosar's book, and uh, mm. you know that dude got his bell rung a lot, Ooh. and for a long time, you know, the, you you know, living in Cleveland and being a Browns fan, you know, you know the the word on the street for a long time. Oh, he's a drunk. He's like, no, he yeah. got he no. got his head slammed into the turf about yeah. four or five times a, a season, and uh, that may more be the problem. And I guess whatever the, whatever treatment he's going through now, it's helped him quite a bit. He's uh, much more lucid now, and he uh, yeah. and he's been able to, to recover. But you know, who that might just be a band-aid and there's a lot of other guys that you know weren't as lucky Lyle Alzado and all kinds of other guys that just you know yeah and, and people make the mistake of thinking those guys are in, in any way dumb like if you're a, an NFL player the last thing you are is stupid even the biggest and, and, and lurpiest of them yeah. has to understand the game plan and he has to understand like all the different effects that he has uh, on the other um you know, on the other uh, players and, and, and how the whole thing works as a system. So yeah. nobody at that level is dumb. But but when you have Bernie Kosar sounding like he's buzzed all the time, yeah. you start to wonder, like, what, what you know, what's happening? And then you realize, oh, his brain is slamming against his skull yes. repeatedly within, like, two hours. Yeah. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey. That'll make you hammered. That will. Um, so what do you think of uh, the chances for the rest of the season? I know we're only two games in. We played a, a, a fairly terrible team with a rookie quarterback, but um, uh, what do you reckon? I haven't even looked at the rest of their schedule. I looked at the rest of the Bengals' schedule, but I didn't look at the rest of the Browns' schedule. Well, what do we got next? We got, uh, I think we got Washington, the, right. uh, the Washington football team coming up next. Um, I, like, uh, I like the Browns in that one. I think, I think um, the... Uh, What's their, their your young quarterback? Um, um, what was he the Ohio State kid? Um, I I know again that my weaningness coming his, through here. <laughs> I'll get his name. It uh, it's uh, 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 Dwayne Haskins. That's what. It, oh. Um, I like him a lot. He's he he's he's kind of like what we want um, Baker Mayfield to be, which is sort of uh, moving around, he's a little shorter, and he's got a great arm. And so they're trying to do the same kind of things with him, um, but they're a lot newer at it, and they don't have as many weapons around them as, uh, you know, as the Browns do. Um, what do they got? They're, they're, they're running, um, uh, was it? oh, J.D. Uh, uh, McKissick. I, I, I didn't even know, like, he was from a Detroit. So I didn't, I've, so, you know, I, I think I think we got a good shot at them, and then it's uh, then it's the Cowboys, uh, and then the Colts and the Steelers, and so that's like those are three tough games, man. You know the Cowboys are are just they're hungry this year. They they're 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 like they're desperate. So um, and we're gonna play them in Arlington. That's gonna be a tough one. The Colts, uh, Philip Rivers mm-hmm. is um, 
It's still good. I, as weird as he is, is like his throwing motion is one of the oddest things I've ever seen. It looks like he's trying to skip rocks, but the dude is accurate and he's he's angry and he's he's trying to you know make a new life for himself. And then I don't know what you think about Big Ben uh, as a person, but as a quarterback, that dude is awesome and he's oh, yeah. back. Did you yep. watch him play? No, I did not. Uh, but Holy man, cow! Yeah. He was rusty at first, but I'm telling you, uh, he is he is like back. He is good. He's got another weird throwing motion. Like he 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 doesn't look like he's doing anything, and the ball just sails. And yeah. it's like you know, he spins it really well. So, uh, and they have that defense that's really tough. That last year they were really they were a quarterback away from being really dangerous, and now they got that guy back. They got Big Ben. Um, back and healthy and and like he said for the first time in a long time his elbow doesn't hurt like it was aching him you know for two seasons so and then we got the Bengals again after that and I think that we can take care of them again I think by that time Burrow is going to be settled in with his um with his targets you know with um with um uh AJ Brown and um and with um you know his, his uh his uh, his Boyd. fellas. Yeah, he's got some. They, they got, I like. Uh, was it Ross? And they got um, uh, Boyd. Boyd. Those AJ guys, Green. Yeah. Good. They got some. They, they they have some talent on on offense. Just gotta learn to tackle people. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Do, Uzama is uh, out though. They're tight end. Yes. I don't know if you heard about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, that sucks. That guy's he scored a touchdown against us, and yeah. now he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go. Where do we go? We go Las Vegas, and then Texans, and then Eagles. You know those next three, and. Um, you know, it doesn't get. I mean, you know, Raiders. Say what you want, but Derek Carr is uh, is good. Like he's he's solid, and um, he's he's uh, you know he's got some young receivers that, that he's he's going to be hooking up with. Um, that that our secondary uh, maybe they'll be healthy by then. What's that? One, two, three, four, five. So that's week eight. Um, but I don't know. Like like we're like Greedy Williams. We're missing him in the secondary. We are missing. And I, what do you think about this Sandejo kid? I'm not really a big fan. I, I've been noticing a lot of missed tackles, and I've been noticing a lot of, uh, like, you know, him coming up late to the coverage and, and a lot of stuff. The safety, um, uh, are, are, uh, well, that's been safety. a big challenge the past couple of seasons. Is you know these guys will look good for a couple of games, and then all of a sudden they'll get burned, or people will figure them out, you know, halfway through yeah. the game. And yeah, so I think that's maybe it's a, a coaching thing because the talent seems to be there in the first half, and then the second half it's like, oh wait a minute, yeah. So. Almost like they've got uh, game planned around in the halftime, you know. Um, and uh, even like uh, Troy Aikman last night on the coverage, um, he said he, were, he was uh, he was about like, like he got distracted, but um, he, he said, "Yeah, and um, this uh, Andrew Sandejo," and then something else happened. And he got distracted, but he was about to make a comment about the same guy that I was talking about. And um, I, I, I wondered if uh, if you know did uh, who's our um, Who's our guy um, that's uh, – uh, he's going to be out for the whole year, but the guy we uh, drafted, the uh, safety that we drafted, uh, Grant Delpit, you know, he blew his Achilles out. Like, you know, so he's not going to be back until next season. But but I think he's going to take care of what, what this Zendejo is trying to take care of, but but with way more talent and way more um, ability to tackle. Jesus. Well, let's hope <laughs> That's so. what we're missing with um, – what's his uh, – Joe, um, who's our linebacker um, that, that we uh, traded away? Um, that everybody loved, uh, and, and so now we have this big hole in our midfield, and uh, but yeah, so so yeah, and, and then you know the, it doesn't get easier after that. Jaguars, Titans, Ravens, Giants, Jets, and Steelers. So you know, there's like you know, there's if if we can if our offense can fire off 
the way it did last night and just keep executing that way. And OBJ is, is like the weapon he's supposed to be. I think we can win any of those games, to be honest. I don't think there's any of these teams on our schedule that, that you know, we're not playing the Chiefs and maybe the Ravens. The Ravens are the one team I'm, I'm kind of scared of. But every other, one of these other teams I think we can take um, if, if our defense uh, gets healthy. But, you know. Do you miss the stand-up? Uh, here's what I miss. I miss hearing people laughing after I said something. Because when you write, you can say the most, you know, you can write the most clever thing in the world, but, you know, you can just only imagine what anyone's thinking or not thinking, if they're reading it or not reading it. Uh, I miss um, the club owners and the club, like the staff, the wait staff. I miss, like, the camaraderie of the other comics and that sort of green room um, tomfoolery. <laughs> I miss uh, I miss doing improvising. Uh, I miss uh, improvising on stand-up stages and, and listening to the crowd and really reacting and, and giving them a moment that they've never seen and I've never seen before. I miss doing the Second City uh, improv scenes and miss doing like those um, those moments of just sort of like just raw yes anding in front of paid customers. Man, that's like that's like balls out. I mean, I, I don't I don't. I, it's funny. I like that and highway driving are two things I can't do anymore in my old age, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, um, you know, I guess it's a good time to be out of the stand-up comedy business, though, and, you know, right. being, being writing uh, and doing the writing. Well, uh, well, great, man. This was a great, uh, good catch-up here. Maybe we'll do this later in the season, too. Uh, down the road, we'll, we'll reassess the season sure. and uh, see how the Brownies are doing and uh, the Bengals are doing. Um, I'm kind of a f- What's your prediction for their record? What are you thinking that they can pull off? Are, are, do you think they can go over well, 500? After you read that list of teams we're playing, I'm a little more, uh, I'm look, thinking more like 6 and 10. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I, I hope like, not. But. Not a damn bit better than last season is what I'm thinking. I, yeah, and, and, you, a, and you're right to do that because to expect more, it's just disappointing. It's just like, you know, it's like thinking that hot chick's going to like you this time. And, 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 and <laughs> right? that's not interested. Yep. You know. Well, cool. Yeah, I, think I, you want to I think I think I'm 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 more optimistic though. I think we can go nine oh, and seven. I think if if, I they, so. if the defense can kick back in, um, I think they can go nine and seven. But uh, I also understand that um, la- last night was against the Bengals, and they're horrible. And so to look good against a horrible team, like you're better. Mm-hmm. And then to have a horrible team come back, and I predicted it too. The article I wrote for WSN. Uh, I predicted my pick was the Browns are going to win, but they're not going to cover the six-point spread. And sure enough, uh-huh. they, uh, you know, the, the Bengals they, they beat the Bengals by five. So yep. if you took the Bengals in six, you would have you would have won that bet. And so um, I think that that's how, that's how we are, man. Right? We're, we're just we're, we're very Browns fans are very um, very um, hesitant to mm-hmm. uh, to go all in ever. That's a fact. Why would we? Exactly. I know. I've been right. at this, like, this is, since 1977. Yeah. Who's telling me that? Um, oh God, I can't remember uh, which comedian it was. Um, he used to be on uh, uh, Chelsea lately, and um, I always confuse him with Cap, but it's not Cap. It's the other guy. Um, any? Uh, no, it wasn't John. No, it was Cap. It was, it was. I confused him and John Reap all the time. It was Cap that oh, told right. me this. John Caparulo. He was a Browns fan for a long time, and he said that. Uh, when you're a Browns fan, it trains you in life to learn that no matter how great things are going, something terrible is going to happen. And then, uh, <laughs> right? We and make, then, that, that's why we're great in relationships. Tammy Pascatelli, always, that, she said that. She goes, that's why we, we, we get involved in these dysfunctional relationships. That's why the right, Indians yeah, and Cavs yeah, yeah. and Browns have trained us. Well, great, man. It's where, really true. Where can we find the writing then? WSN.com? Is that how it is? That, is, is yeah, is, if you go to WSN.com, that's where my um, football stuff is. Um, 
And my uh, actual um, website where I keep all my blogs and stuff like that is mike-lucas.com. Oh, and the, Lucas is with a K always. Yep. That's, always. Uh, that's always been my big rub. So mike-lucas.com. Right. And then um, also I, I, I used to do some writing for uh, Dog Pound Daily, uh, a brown site. Um, it's a fan site. And, I think um, I did too. What's that? You have you done that? I think I did years ago. I think it was this, it was yeah. the same place. Yeah, yeah. So so they they um, they're paying now. They pay. A, oh. uh, it's it's a horrible rate, but they pay. And um, I was I was writing for them. I was doing sort of like a humor based article on the Browns every week. I was trying to really do a like a sort of trying to find some kind of humor. And um, you know, like um, like one of the articles was titled um, "How to Tell Your Child About the Cleveland Browns," and. <laughs> um, you know, one of them was about, I did one for Easter where they, there's all these Easter eggs hidden around downtown Cleveland. You know, I did a story like as if there was that going on. And so, um, and uh, then this whole thing about the Colin Kaepernick and the kneeling and standing and the way these Browns fans, I, I just got really turned off by um, by some of the comments I saw people were leaving. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to hold off on entertaining these people for right now until until people stop booing uh, unity. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, when we stop booing unity and, you know, I'm just, I'm not a real big fan of shut up and play. I don't really like that attitude. And I, I really have yeah. a lot more respect for these um, athletes than, than that after having write, written for them or about them for three and a half years, I just realized that every one of them has an amazing story. Every one of them is an incredible athlete. All of them do what they can to contribute to their communities and to the, um, you know, to, to the uh, fans that, that, that were, for whatever team that they're playing at. And they do a lot more than, than what we understand or know about. And we really don't give them any credit for that at all. And so I think that if you do any investigation at all, you can, you can find that out. And most people don't. And so I just got real bored trying to make those people laugh. So I said, eh, <laughs> taking a break. Yep. Well, great, man. We'll pick this up uh, later in the season then. We'll, we'll dive deeper into this. Um, and, Sounds good. Uh, yeah, we'll have good luck cool. editing all that. Thanks, man. Well, probably won't. I'll do what my friend Pat Francis does on Rock Solid and not edit a darn thing. Um, all right, man. Well, good, good talking Pat. to you. Yeah. I'll, I'll, hey, I'll, Pat. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> great. Right. I'll, I'll keep in touch. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, take Thanks, care. Mike. Bye. Thanks to Mike Lucas for being on the show. You can catch Mike all those places he listed. I think it's WSN.com or something like that. Uh, uh, whatever the links were that he... We'll put him in the show notes, too, on Podbean. Uh, you can look for them there as well. But again, you probably just Google Mike Lucas football, uh, and it's L-U-K-A-S. You will find uh, all of his football writings and so on. So uh, there you go. Up to the song of the week. It's from a band called Somersault. Not sure where these cats are from, uh, but they've been around for a bit. They're uh, you know in that uh, indie alternative vein. Very wispy sounding, though. They're not like uh, not very rocky. Very very AAA album adult uh, alternative, as uh, we say. And uh, I'm going to choose the song My Lucky Egg from their current album, Favorite Holiday. Volume 1. I think this came out in the spring. It was one of the singles, and uh, I think it encapsulates the album pretty well. The songs, they kind of sound, I mean, they all fit together, certainly. They're all wispy and slow, but they're not, they do sound different, so there's a there's a distinction between the songs, but this one kind of uh, stuck out more than the others to me. So here we go. This is Somersault, My Lucky Egg, PF Tape Recorder. So long, and thanks for listening.
face to face.